the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In John's day, people denied the humanity of Jesus. They believed he was God, but they thought, well, there's no way that he's a man if he's God. And all of that's flipped in our culture, where now people believe in the humanity of Jesus, but they deny the deity of Jesus. And people today acknowledge that Jesus existed as a man, and they acknowledge that he was a carpenter in Galilee, and that he was a good teacher, but they deny that he was God incarnate. There's a void, an emptiness within that all too often is filled with the things of this world that will eventually fade away. Even with the knowledge of this fact, people still find it difficult to admit that it pertains to them. Tangible things appear to be more satisfying in the moment. Though the world will tell you to rely on yourself, the scriptures say otherwise. Listen to today's message as Pastor Dan teaches about who Jesus is and what he has done for you. Jesus wants you to experience the joy that comes through a relationship with him. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 1 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. introduction to 1 John last week, and you may remember that John was the last living apostle. All the other apostles, except for Judas, but all the other apostles were martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. They all died at a young age. John is the only one who lived to an old age, and he wrote this letter later in his life, towards the end of the first century, and he writes this letter some 60 years after Jesus ascended back to heaven. So Christianity is 60 years plus old at, at, this, at this point. And already false doctrine has entered into the church. False doctrine about the nature of Jesus in particular. And so John is writing to address some of this false doctrine that has gained a foothold in the church. And he begins this letter by asserting the reality of the incarnation of Christ. Because that was under attack. And he begins in verse 1 by describing Jesus as that which was from the beginning. Uh, That which was from the beginning is God. God is from the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God. And here John is using that that same uh, terminology for Jesus. In the beginning, God. And here, that which was from the beginning. The phrase means that that God is, is eternal, that God has always existed. In the beginning, whenever the beginning was, God was already there. He already existed. He's he's eternal. 
And John is speaking this about Jesus Christ. In, in verse 1, he's asserting the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is God. John begins his gospel, the gospel of John. Uh, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then he goes on to say, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John is asserting that Jesus is God, and and John uh, and the Bible tells us that Jesus possessed all the attributes of God. He, He was eternal. He was not created. He had no beginning. He, had no, he has no end. Jesus did not begin his life as a baby in Bethlehem. That is when Jesus stepped into humanity. That's when Jesus took on human flesh. That's when Jesus revealed himself to mankind. But, but he existed before Bethlehem. He's eternal. Colossians 1.17 says of Jesus that he is before all things, meaning he existed before all things. If you remember the Christmas story at the birth of Jesus Christ, remember he was referred to as Emmanuel from Isaiah 7.14. Emmanuel means God with us, that God is dwelling with us, Jesus. And John begins this letter by, by saying, God this, this one who was from the beginning revealed himself to mankind by becoming a man and dwelling among us in the person of Jesus Christ. That's, that's what he's saying in these first few verses. In Hebrews, I'll just read it to you, but in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke, in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty, on eye. He says here that, that God in the past, at various times and in various ways, he spoke, God revealed himself, he spoke to man through the prophets, but God's final and most complete revelation of himself is through his son, Jesus Christ. So if you want to know God, if you want to know what God is like, read the Gospels. Read the Gospels because they describe the life of Jesus. That's why Jesus could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And look at what John says here in verse 1. That which was from the beginning, he says, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. And notice he says, we've seen him with our eyes and we've looked upon him. That phrase, looked upon, it it means to closely examine. We not only have seen him with our eyes, but we've closely examined. He says, our hands have handled him concerning the word of life. Now down in verse 2, John says, the life was manifested and we've seen him. In verse 3, he says, that which we have seen and heard, 
we declare to you that which was from the beginning, the eternal God. John says, we've heard him. We've, we've heard God. We've seen God in the flesh with our own eyes. We've closely examined him. I've touched God with my hands, my own hands, John says. Now, it's, it's 60 years plus since Jesus ascended to heaven. And you get the sense as you read just these first three verses, as John is repeating this over and over, we've seen him, we've heard him, I've touched him, I've, you know, we've seen him and heard him over and over. You get this sense that John is still thunderstruck by the experience of seeing Jesus. Sixty years later, his mind is still blown. He's still talking about the experience that he had with Jesus Christ. And I'd imagine, I think you would agree, after spending three years with Jesus Christ and hearing every sermon and seeing all the miracles and experiencing all that he experienced with Jesus, that if you were John, that that would be all that you could talk about too. It would be the only thing you talked about, ever. And I'm sure for John... What else would you talk about? You know, hey, did you see the Orioles game last night? Or see what Trump tweeted yesterday? You know, really? And he spent three years with God in the flesh. And 60 years later, he's still just, you know, in a sense of amazement. We heard him. I saw him with my own eyes. I touched him with my own hands. I closely examined him. I bet for John, he's now, you know, he's in his 90s, he's an old man, but I bet for him, every conversation, John somehow talked about his experience with Jesus. Hey, John, can I get you something to eat? Oh, something to eat, that reminds me. <laughs> there was this one time when I was with Jesus and there were thousands of us there and we didn't have anything to eat but a couple pieces of bread and a few fish. And Jesus made Moby Dick sandwiches for everybody there. So is that a yes, John? You want something to eat or you're, you're good? John's ruined. He's ruined for this world. He's ruined for this, this life. I mentioned earlier that... All of the apostles were martyred at a young age ex except for John. Uh, John is the only one who lived to an old age. One commentator said John experienced the martyrdom of a long life. You know, spent three years of his life with Jesus, and now he's got to live 60 plus years before he sees him again. See, for us, it's the opposite. See, we're, we're going to be with Jesus, and then our minds will be blown then we'll be thunderstruck like John is now. We don't have to wait, you know, having this experience with Jesus and spending time with him and then wait this lifetime to go see him again. We're looking forward to that time when our minds are blown. What John says here as an old man, he said, God revealed himself to man and, and we heard him and we saw him with our own eyes, and I touched God with my own hands. And he never recovered from that. You wouldn't recover from that. And one reason that John says this is, is because there were false teachers at that time 
who, who denied that, uh, the humanity of Jesus. They, they believed that Jesus was God, but they denied that, that God came physically as, as a man in flesh and bones. They were teaching that, that God could never come as a man, and Jesus was really just, uh, just in the appearance as a man. He was really a vision or an apparition or a, or a phantom kind of thing. And John refutes that false teaching by saying, no, I was there. You weren't there. I was there. And I saw him with my own eyes. And I heard his voice. And I laid my head upon his chest at the Last Supper. I physically touched him. He was a real man. He was flesh and bones. I handled him. I saw him. I'm speaking from personal experience. You don't know what you're talking about. What's interesting is, is that whole thing is flipped today. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. In John's day, people denied the humanity of Jesus. They believed He was God, but they thought, well, there's no way that He's a man if He's God. And all of that's flipped in our culture, where now people believe in the humanity of Jesus, but they deny the deity of Jesus. And people today acknowledge that Jesus existed as a man, and they acknowledge that he was a carpenter in Galilee, and that he was a good teacher and a rabbi, and some even call him maybe a prophet of God, but they deny that he was God incarnate. So it's the opposite of what John was dealing with in his day. And look at the end of verse 1. John describes Jesus as the word of life. He's the word of life. In John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 4, John said, In him, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus came to reveal life to us. In Jesus is life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. He's the word of life. And John goes on in in verse 2. He says, This life was manifested to us. That that word manifested, it it means to make known, to, to reveal. John says, God revealed himself to us. God made himself known to us. We've seen him, he says and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father in heaven and was manifested to us. John says here that that eternal life, it it appeared on earth among us and we, we saw him. 
What does he call Jesus eternal life? I want to I take a moment and dispel a myth that is common in our culture today. And the myth is that you receive eternal life merely by dying. That's not true. There's a lot of people that believe that when a person dies, as long as they were a pretty decent person, they will receive eternal life automatically. And you'll hear people say, well, they're in a better place now. That's a myth. Verse 2 tells us that Jesus is eternal life. You cannot have eternal life apart from Jesus Christ. In fact, look over in chapter 5 of 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Eternal life is in Jesus Christ. If you have the Son, you have eternal life. If you do not have the Son, you do not have eternal life. So do you have the Son? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you trusted Him for salvation? Now go back to chapter 1. Look at verse 3. He says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that, here's why, you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. John tells us in verse 3 why He declares Jesus to us. He, why He wants us to know Jesus. He says that we may have fellowship with one another and that we may have fellowship with God. That's why. Fellowship. That's kind of a churchy word, isn't it? You don't hear the word fellowships used so much out in the world. You probably have never left the office on Friday night and a coworker said to you, hey, you want to go have some fellowship uh, down at the bar with us? No, I don't think I do, kind of thing. It's not a word that the world uses, but it's a word that you hear a lot in church. Christians use that word. So, so what does the word mean, fellowship? It's the Greek word koinonia. If you're a note taker, the word fellowship, it simply means to have in common. To have in common. And I want to show you an example of it in Acts chapter 2. So turn there with me. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And, and this is right after the Holy Spirit is poured out on the church and 3,000 people are saved in one day in Jerusalem on Pentecost. And it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 44, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. That's that same word, koine. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. They, they, they had all things in common. They, they shared all things together. 
Uh, they shared their resources with each other. You know, their, their, their food, their housing, whatever they had, they shared it with one another. It says they even sold their possessions and goods and then divided the money among all those who had any need. That's when you know the Holy Spirit is really working in people's hearts when they start selling their stuff and sharing the money with other people. Or when they start sharing their possessions with other people and they start to see their possessions as things that they have in common with other believers. That, that's fellowship. That's what happens when fellowship is is taking place. You know, we have this uh, this building that we've mentioned earlier, and we've got a lot of projects going on at the building. But what you see happening at that building is you see fellowship in action. You see people sharing their resources. You see people uh, have people have brought toolboxes up there, just brought their tools and they've left them there. People have brought vacuums and ladders and and mops. Other people are bringing meals up during the day so those that are there working have something to eat while they're there. Others are are showing up to, to babysit some of the younger kids so that their parents can serve and, and volunteer while they're there. Others have, have uh, paid for some of the materials that we've had to purchase and just say, hey, I'll, We'll, we'll pay for that. We'll buy that for the church. And what's happening is, is we're all just sharing our resources together. And it's this, this wonderful thing to witness. And, and that's fellowship. That's what happens in fellowship. And, and what John says here, going back to 1 John, John says that, that we have fellowship with one another. We have this uh, these things in common where we share the things that we have with one another. But more importantly, what I want you to see here in verse 3, it's really amazing what John says. We, he says, we now, through Jesus Christ, now we have fellowship with God. Remember the word fellowship means to have in common. And he says, now through Jesus, we have fellowship. Now, before we knew Jesus Christ as our Savior, before we had salvation, we had nothing in common with God. In fact, the Bible says that our, uh, we were separated from God by our sins. It says that we were alienated from Him. That's what the word that's used, that we were strangers. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that He left heaven. He became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins to reconcile us back to God. And now, through Jesus Christ, now we have the forgiveness of our sins. We're reconciled to God. In Ephesians, it says, once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to Him through the blood of Jesus Christ. And now, as John says, we have fellowship with God. We fellowship with God. That means we share All things in common with God. We share, get this, give me your attention. We share our resources with Him. And more importantly, He shares His resources with us. We're in fellowship together. What's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. It's fellowship. There's a a commonality that we have now where we share our resources with God 
and God shares his resources with us. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on media. In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray too for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you, that they would be protected from the enemy, and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. Though our time with you is at an end for today, we'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. Continue reading in the book of 1 John, or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator and will open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. It's true.